Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. Even the mystery which has been hid from the ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known was the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In this teaching, we will be discussing what the hope of glory is and how it affects us as believers. Before we begin, we should go over a little bit of the church of Col- the Colossian church and the history of it. This will help us better understand who the audience is and the intended purpose of the letter. So the history of the church of Colossae. Uh, the church was composed of many things that made its teaching very heretical. They had a mix of paganism, Judaism, Christianity. Uh, they adopted the belief in false philosophy, uh, which is believed to be an early form of Gnosticism. The church was very legalistic, and the church did not see Christ as supreme. They denied his supremacy. And because of these beliefs, the church was in need of true doctrine, and that is why we have this letter before us today. Paul's intentions for writing this letter to the church was so the church could see Christ's supremacy. Although we are not the church addressed in the letter directly, many of the things mentioned in it can help us in our walk with Christ. Understanding the power of Christ is essential to the Christian, because when we understand the power of Christ, we know how little power we have and how much we are in need of Him. So now that we know the brief history of the church, let's, let's move on to addressing what the mystery is. The word mystery is a very interesting word to use. It is even more interesting when you look at it in the Greek form, mysterion. Which means, the, which means a hidden thing, not obvious to the understanding. This mystery that Paul is talking about is something that is so profound and so great that we are unable to understand it. It was previously unknown, but is now disclosed to us by God through his apostles. Note, Paul is saying that this mystery, until now, is made known. Uh, it, no, notice the phrase, made manifest to the saints. This raises the question, what is the mystery? In verse 27, we find the answer. We see in this verse the word mystery once again. However, it is used as a subject in the sentence. The riches of glory of this mystery, it says. Notice the of this. This means whatever the mystery is, the riches of glory are a part of it. So what is it that brings us the riches of glory? To answer this question, we need to turn to another letter that Paul wrote. Romans 9.23 and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory. Here we see that God makes known the riches of glory on vessels of mercy. Well then, how did God show us mercy? Through his Son Jesus Christ, of course. That through him we are covered and saved from destruction. To answer our question about the mystery, the mystery is Christ in us. Notice the phrase, which is, stating that this is the mystery, and the mystery is Christ in us. So that leads to the question, what is the hope of glory? What does all this mean for the hope of glory, you might be asking? Many things, actually. But we have to break down the phrase first. Hope is the certainty of the future, and glory, used in this sentence, means the glorious state in which it is enjoyed by the believer in heaven. So we know that through and only by Christ in us that we have certainty and assurance of the glory we will be in one day in heaven. In other words, we have assurance in a joyful eternity with Christ because of Christ. So what does this mean for us now? Well, if you're a believer, it should give you hope, 
not just hope in salvation, but hope in eternity, hope in the realm where no evil exists, and all praises and all songs are sung to the King of glory. Hope that one day we will be exalting the Lord fully with nothing to distract us. Hope that one day our tears will be wiped clean and sorrow ceases to exist. This should give us a different perspective on life, a perspective where the eyes are only focused on heavenly things, a sight where only light can be seen, and all darkness out of range, a perspective focused solely on the creator of the world. Isaiah 53, 3-5, it says this, He is despised, rejected of men, a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. We did not esteem him stricken, uh, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Oh, the joy that comes from reading those words. The joy being that that is my king who saved me from death. And the sorrow being, I am so disgusted with myself, I killed the Almighty with my sins. We can look upon this cross and find our king, the one who made the stars, the Alpha, the Omega, the one whom death could not contain, our Savior, and the hope of glory.